Hello, hello, everybody. I just wanted to come on for a little mini speak now. Thoughts, initial thoughts. Ah, wow. My favorite album. Um, We got to talk about the re-records, obviously. The vault tracks, just like a little initial thoughts and everybody over on our Patreon Discord is talking about it in the Taylor Swift channel. So here are my initial thoughts. Number one, should we start with the vault tracks? That was like how I started listening to them. Um, Okay, Electric Touch. I don't know. Not my favorite. I'm like, it's there, you know? It's there. I mean, her with Fallout Boy is giving me Victoria's Secret catwalk recollections, which I always like that, but... I don't know. I like wasn't super nuts about electric text. When Emma falls in love, fuck yes. I love this. It's just so pretty and girly. And that is speak now to me. Like when Emma falls in love is kind of giving me a mashup of her unreleased song, I'd Lie, True Swifties Know, and the song Speak Now. And it's that like just from the first 10 seconds, I was like, I don't, I'm not a music person. So like, I don't know if it's the piano or the guitar or how they're doing it, but it sounds so speak now and girly. And I just, um, I loved it. And it really felt like these vault tracks were truly from the vault because let's be honest, that all two minute or all two, all two minute, 10 well version, (laughs) that all too well, 10 minute version. Come on. Like I know she wrote that. And I find it so funny that, the song you're losing me she's like it's from the vault I'm like it's from a session you did a week ago like that is a recent song so I like it when you can tell that the songs are truly from the era and when Emma falls in love like Cleopatra growing up in a small town it's always so tailored to kind of weave history references into songs Speaking of, let's skip a little bit to Castle's Crumbling with Haley Williams. This was giving me, it's like Taylor Swift listened to Viva La Vida by Coldplay, and she was like, I want to do the same thing, which I'll be honest, I listened to that song, and I also wanted to make Viva La Vida. It's, um, I don't know, I think a lot of people, maybe this was something she wrote after the whole VMA situation, but I think a lot of people were confused by this because we look back on Speak Now as such a tiny nostalgic time, right? It's like nothing compared to the rep cancellation or how big she is now. And we're like, uh, what were you doing? This is kind of a dramatic song, but what, you know, she's a teenager. It is dramatic. Okay. I can see you. Ooh, like a little sexy rocker song. I mean, you know us over at Fluently Forward. If you haven't listened to the episodes that NT was on for, shout out to NT and Cam as well from what I will say. We are Martin Johnson truthers, okay? And we believe that Taylor Swift and John Mayer never actually dated, but instead she was dating Martin Johnson from Boys Like Girls. And he is who Superman is written about. And dear John, because it's Martin Johnson, he is who ours is written about which makes sense because it lines up. He also has the dark hair, the tattoos, the bad boy demeanor. He was allegedly an addict, I think, or struggling with alcoholism when he was with Taylor and her parents didn't want them to be together. And just go listen to those episodes for the deep dive on Martin Johnson, but it's giving electric touch. There's some lines, or sorry, not electric touch, not that, I can see you. And it's kind of similar to that because um, 
I think there's a line in it, like your suit and tie, or I don't like your jacket and your tie. And also the line in the song, we tried to keep things professional and they would write songs together. Hello. Uh, Foolish One. What a cute song. What like a cute, I just love the Speak Now era. Everything's so like darling. I just love it all. And Foolish One is so real because let me tell you, Every single time I go to my mailbox, I'm like convinced there's going to be a love letter there for me. (laughs) Like anytime I get drunk and order something off of Amazon and then like forget what it is, I'm like, oh my God, like a mystery surprise. Like it must be some anonymous billionaire (laughs) who has been watching me from afar. Can you tell I grew up reading romance books? But um, you know what? I had one ex-boyfriend where after he dumped me this was back in florida he sent me a letter in the mail and he like texted my mom to get my address and he like sent me some letter in the mail i wish i remember what i said it was i don't know it was some letter about how like i don't know like i still think you are great sorry i broke up with you but i definitely still want us to be broken up i don't even know but basically since getting that letter I always think there could be another letter coming in, you know? I just think Foolish One is a cute song. Timeless. How cute, too. I know some people are like, oh, my God, these songs are so corny. I love them. I love good corny cornball pop situation, and that is timeless. And I like the way that it wraps up at the end with, like, a reference back to the beginning. It's very Taylor of this era. And I don't think that this is about John Mayer, because like I said, I don't think that they were actually together, but it is interesting because a lot of references and quotes that John Mayer has about Taylor Swift, he is calling her timeless. Like he truly has. Let me like try to look some of these up. Um, John Mayer, Taylor Swift, any era in quotes, because he always says, this is it. He always says the same compliments about her, and he was very complimentary towards her. When he presented her with an award at the 41st Annual Songwriters Hall of Fame ceremony, he said, you could have put her in a time machine in any era and she would have a hit record. Don't confuse everybody loving one thing as hype. Sometimes that's everyone agreeing that it's fabulous. And he said something else too, like Taylor, there was another quote I remember distinctly where he said, Taylor would have been a star in any era. And he really references her as being timeless. Now, I don't think this song is about her. But it's just interesting that like those, you know, words were being said about her. Okay, now let's get to the other, the main songs. Weirdly enough, songs on Speak Now that weren't my favorite or like would have been skips for me, I am like, I really love them on the re-records. Innocent. I have always skipped Innocent. I'm like, oh, this is like a weird song. It sounds so good on the re-records. It really does. And, um... Back to December, I was always like a little bit bored by it. And once again, it sounds really good on the re-records. I have been chuckling to myself over the song Innocent because, let's be honest, everybody says it's about Kanye West. It's allegedly about Kanye West. There's lyrics in it, September as a reference, 32, and still growing up now, his age. If this is a song about Kanye West... This is the most backhanded, insulting thing to ever write about Kanye West. Let me like look up some of the lyrics and pull them out. It's just like, at the time, Taylor would have been, what, 19, 20? 
And Kanye West is a 32-year-old rapper with like Gold Digger, oh my God, Stronger. He does have some good banger songs. Anyway, and Taylor Swift is being condescending and so like um, emasculating in this song. Now, that's what I think. That's how I perceive it. You could say she was being nice, but like for this to be to Kanye West, the rapper who grew up in Chicago, right? The references are so emasculating. She goes, you lost your balance on a tightrope. So he's like a tiny ballerina. Wasn't it easier in your lunchbox days? Lunchbox days, always a bigger bed to crawl into. Your string of lights, you're still an innocent. You know, your firefly catching days, everything out of reach, someone bigger brought down to you. Kanye West isn't the tallest guy out there. Um, You know, 32 and still growing up now. All of us have messed up too. It's just like, it's a it's a sweet song, but if it is for Kanye West, I would listen to that and be like, this bitch, like this was the best way to get back at me. And the album is petty Betty everywhere. Like I love it. Like speak now is so petty. She's like, fuck your bride. Like you should be with me better than revenge is obviously petty mean where she's like, I'll be in a big old city and you're just some stupid little critic, but I don't get me wrong. I love it. Like, I love how petty it is. Um, There are some things where I just feel like the re-records don't hold up to the old stuff because the old stuff has that youthful, young Taylor voice. And we do hear it sometimes. I really hear it in Foolish One and When Emma Falls in Love, that like vulnerable voice that's like struggling to go a little bit high. I love that. In Sparks Fly, for example, I... Sparks Fly is how she began the Speak Now concert. Oh, I don't think you should wait. I think you should speak now. And then the guitar comes on, and then she comes out of the stage in the gold glittery dress, and she goes, drop everything now. And then fireworks come up. Incredible. I saw Speak Now three times like a freak. But Sparks Fly, I was re-listening to the old version, and in the old version... She's so excited when she says the word now, you know, she's like, drop everything now. And it explodes out like now. And in the re-records, she kind of goes a little bit low and slow on it. So she goes, drop everything now, like drop everything now compared to drop everything now, like pushing it out. So there were just a few things like that where, um, It just felt more emotional when she was younger. And I hate to say that because uh, one of the things Olivia Rodrigo is known for, right, is putting so much emotion and feeling into her lyrics. And if you haven't seen, I think she only put it out yesterday, the piano version she did of Vampire, it's up on her YouTube channel. She puts so much emotion into every word. And her voice is just like, stunning like go Olivia Rodrigo so I think that's why people loved Taylor Swift's music and we're kind of looking for that you know the little quivering voice or breath in Last Kiss etc um Haunted Haunted disappointed me a little bit I wanted like extra strings I wanted like double whammy I wanted something really crazy um ours and Superman I thought held up held up better than Revenge Obviously, better than revenge. What do we think about the mattress lyric being changed? I, you know, I would have loved for it to be the same, but.
but I could understand why she was changing it. I just think, um, once again, too, it was missing that spiteful, spitting venom. And of course it's missing because she's now 32 and she's probably like, what the hell was I so hung up about? But in the initial Better Than Revenge, one of my favorite parts of that song is we all know about how the Jonas Brothers, right? After this song came out, Joe Jonas released the song Much Better. And literally the chorus of it is like, she's much better. And he's just singing about how this new girl is so much better. Okay, like she's so much better than Taylor Swift. Or sorry, he released that before this came out. And it's ref- It's about Taylor Swift. He references teardrops on a guitar, etc. Now, in Better Than Revenge, at the end, there's that part in the song where Taylor goes, um, so you deserve some applause. Come on, show me how much better you are because you're so much better. It's so good. And in the original version, she spits with venom. She's like, show me how much better you are because you're so much better. Like, it's so bitter. And I love it. And I love it. And it wasn't like as bitter in this one. And I just wanted her to be like, oh, because you're so much better. Like, oh, God, I like love that. Do you remember there was something for Speak Now where um, she performed back to December in Central Park, like at a piano for, I want to say like GMA. She was like so tight with GMA. She was always doing stuff on there. And it's taken from like a video in the crowd. And while there was a lull in the performance or they were getting things set up, somebody shouts out, better than revenge is awesome. And she lights up and she goes, thank you. And I kind of miss that idea of like, Taylor Swift is a psycho. Like, let's be honest. Like she's a revenge queen. Like even the beginning of the song, now go stand on the corner and or sit in the corner and think about what you did. That's so her. Like, I just feel like that line encapsulates Taylor is vengeful and petty. And I think she believes in punishments and conditioning. And I could see her as that person where like, you know, if you're dating her and like you do something wrong, she is like going to give you the silent treatment or like withhold something for a bit because she deems it as like a fair punishment. Like, like justice kind of. So the whole song just really reeks of that, you know, even, um, you know, I had him alone. I had him right where I wanted him. We're getting calculating vibes. Uh, you know, she, what was it? Like she underestimated just who she was stealing from. It's like, oh my God, like absolutely loco. Uh, once again, Taylor Lautner left reference right there, but that's the thing. Like, we love it. It's problematic and we love it and we miss it. What else? Dear John, speak now. Some of these ones, I feel like in the re-records, I hear more of the music and in the old recordings, her voice comes through so clearly. And I think we all care more about the voice than the music, right? I do think it would have been cool if some of these, let me know what you think. Do you want the re-records to sound exactly the same or do you want the re-records to be a little bit different? I kind of like, like she's done different live performances, like in Shoulda Said No, where she does the change and she's like, you shoulda said no. And the water's coming down. I would love it if she were recorded with that. What is it? Like a pitch change, octave change. I have no idea. That would be great. Or in the live performance of Blank Space, where she kind of repeats and she layers her voice on top of each other. That would be so cool to have in the re-recording. And um, 
in I Know Places, where she's like, ah, 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 I know places we can, ah, 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 I know places we can, and then the guitar comes in real quiet. I love that part of I Know Places. You know, I'm going to find it and insert it in here because it's just like so pretty. But yeah, there we go. I am very curious what the music video is going to be, right? July 9th, I could see the music video surprise dropping then because once again, it's a Speak Now um, date there. We know that there was a music video that was shot in London, I believe. And I feel like I heard Zoe Kravitz was there and it's like a bank heist type of situation. Out of all the vault tracks, maybe I can see you gives me that type of energy. Like, not timeless, not foolish one, not castles crumbling, not when Emma falls in love. Like, that's not giving me dark London bank heist. Um, what else? Anything else? Well, if you subscribe over to Cam, I'm not even going to plug my Patreon in this episode. I'm going to plug Cam's from what I will say. We did a long episode. She does all this stuff for Speak Now week. They're talking about John Mayer, Jessica Simpson. We talked about her feud with Olivia Rodrigo and how she's now going on tour with Paramore. Um, Just a whole lot of great content over there if you want to get more of your Taylor Swift fix. So if you are a member of our Patreon, you get uh, Discord access included with that. So hop on over to our Taylor Swift channel there and let me know what you thought of this Speak Now TV album. And I will see you guys on Monday for a regularly scheduled Fluently Forward full-length episode. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Oh, and if you are a member of our Patreon, we do episodes every Friday, and today's episode was all about Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse, aka Wolfpack, and we talked a little bit about the two members, specifically Toby Maguire and how he's like allegedly a sociopathic gambler, and David Blaine, the creepy alleged rapist magician who is now coming out that he was very tight with Jeffrey Epstein. You can't make this stuff up. Like, I'm not even trying to weave Epstein into every episode. It's just just like, what can I say? Like, it's happening. So patreon.com slash fluently forward if you want to check that out and join us over on Discord. Okay, now that's it for real. Have a great weekend, everybody. I will see you on Monday. Bye, guys.